Today's daf is daf tesvav. Page 15. Heligim Mesechus Subas, Heligim Mesechus the Dorm. Mesechus the Dorm. All right. And we pick up on the second line from Tanan. Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah. Let's remind ourselves of what we learned on the Mishnah of Yud Dalid Amud Beis. So, our Mishnah had said that if let's look back together, a person makes a kainam, which is an expression of a vow, Sha'ani Yashain, that about my sleeping. I make a vow about my speech. I make a vow about my walking. Okay? So the Mishnah had said that um, you're going to transgress layachel Devari. It is a transgression of layachel Devari. We're going to focus in on that. Now there's, the Gemara had told us also on Yiddalim Abbas, and this is going to be the focus of today's daf, is the opinion of Machlekas Rabbi Yehuda and Rav Nachman. Specifically the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda we're going to be focusing on, which is, Ready? Can a retroactive condition of a konam be effective? Meaning, a person says, I'm making a konam that I will not sleep today if I don't sleep tomorrow, if I don't sleep the next day. So since the fulfillment of the stipulation is on day number two, do we allow you to sleep today? Rabbi Yehuda said, you cannot sleep today. Because after tomorrow... Because after tomorrow, meaning... We don't trust you. Put on a mask. Yeah? We don't, we don't trust it's going to be on day number two. Therefore, you, 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 cannot sleep on, you cannot sleep today. Because tomorrow, you don't know. Rav Nachman says, no. Don't sleep today. Don't, uh, sleep today and then, uh, don't sleep tomorrow. We do trust the fulfillment of the stipulation. Fine. Today's kimat, the entirety, until, as you see, the two dots on Amar base, a little bit more than halfway down, it's going to be trying to uh, question Rabbi Yehuda and really get down to the halacha in this machlekes. Again, if somebody were to say, something's forbidden on me today, dependent on what happens tomorrow, does that forbid me already today from doing it? That's Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Nachman says, you're not forbidden. Just make sure to follow through tomorrow. All right, so here we go. One, one second. Yeah, go ahead. Stipulation, make sure. A guy says, I'm not sleeping today, yeah. or uh, I'm forbidding sleep on myself today, yeah. if I sleep tomorrow. If I sleep. Yeah, all he needs to do oh, is stay up the next day. He's setting up his own... Yeah, right, oh, very good, good. In other words, what Rabiel is pointing out is that the, the fulfillment of the condition has to be in his power to follow through on. Good, MS, that's true. In other words, if, if the fulfillment would be not depend on you and you have no control, then in a chanami, you know, uh, we would not allow you to, uh, to uh, um, do, you know, we would not allow you to sleep today. Correct. Yeah, it has to be within your own kayach to make sure you follow through. Okay. Fine. Here we go. That's Rav Nachman. Again, Rav Yehuda says we don't trust you. Rav Yehuda says, no, 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 you cannot sleep today. We're concerned. Here we go. Tonight we learned in our Mishnah. We're going to spend a little bit of time just clarifying our Mishnah. We had a question on our Mishnah yesterday, why you could say kainam if it's not on something of substance. Kainam about my sleep. Kainam about my walk. We said, oh, you, you've tr- you'll transgress layachal davari. We had a question, which we said that we're going we'll to do in the Gemara, which is, why is it layachal davari? It's not a valid vow. Okay? Again, a vow has to be on substance. There's no substance. My sleep, my walk, my speech, no substance. So here we go. 
Burns says, Kainam about sleeping, Kainam about walking, Kainam about speaking. Hechidomni, what's the case? If we're going to say, like we explained, meaning the Pashup Shad of the Mishnah, speech, walk, and, uh, and sleep. So then, Vatanya, but we learned in Abraisa. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This about my sleeping is that a proper expression of a vow? An oath is more on a vow. You can't touch sleep. You can't touch it. Since there's no substance, why is it valid in the first place? What's, why is our mission even starting? Kainam about my sleep. You can't make a kainam on something that has no substance. Basic question on the Mishnah. Why, why is the Mishnah even starting a conversation here? The Gemara is asking. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. There's some, there, there is something of substance here. You know what it is? Ella Amar kainam He didn't say a kainam about my sleep. He says, I'm making a kainam about my eyes from sleep. Now this is fascinating in and of itself. Before Shem get into... What's the shaykh's eyes to sleep? You could sleep with your eyes open and you could close your eyes and be wide awake. Okay? So Mepharshim, you know, this is a lot of the, a lot of the raid uh, is, uh, is, is on this. But ultimately, what, we're, what the conversation here boils down to is how people refer to sleep. Since people refer to sleep... Having, having to do with sh- uh, shut eye, a red eye flight, right? Uh, the sleep and eyes are, are, are closely connected. So, he's, so it's still able to take sleep and connect it with something of substance, connected to the eye. But in a khanami, in other words, we're not saying that eyes define sleep. Okay, here we go. Fine. So the Gemara is asking a question. The question is, how is the kind of effective? And the Gemara is giving an answer. What's the answer? You mentioned something of substance. He included his eyes. Says the Gemara, fine. Beseder. But now we have another question which Rabbi Ravinsky mentioned yesterday. And that is, you have, a, you have a person saying, I'm making a kainam about my sleep. Let me ask you a question. For how long? How long aren't you sleeping for? Did he say in the Mishnah how long he's going to stay awake? No. Can a person stay awake their whole life? No. I heard there's like an illness though. Yes, but you died from it. Yeah, Nebuch. It's, yeah, uh, it's I heard there's that people can't really fall into like a proper sleep or something. Whatever. Be it as it may. Be it as it may. A regular, healthy person, <laughs> it's impossible to, to uh, never sleep. So Gemara says, I don't understand. Vidva Yav Shura, if he didn't mention a specific time of when he's not allowed to sleep, are you going to allow the nether to just remain in place? How is it even Shaykh? When he says, kind of about my speech, that we're, about my sleep, that we're even going to allow it. We don't allow that. If a guy says, I'm making an oath that I'm not going to sleep for 72 hours. Yeah. You know what we do? say the alter. Give him Malchus and put him to sleep. Why give him Malchus? It's not a valid nether. So what would you do? You just said, uh, you, you said God's name in vain. Yeah, or, you, you, or, or uh, you, you took an oath in vain, we'll call it, not God's name. You took an oath in vain, and, and we put you to sleep. Meaning, why, why are we saying this is valid at all? It's not a kainam, it's not a nether. Okay, so the Gemara says, Ella, rather, the case of our Mishnah must be, the Amar, kainam enai b'shena lemachar im ishen hayoyim. 
the case of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nachman, the case must be like this. Where a guy's not saying unlimited no sleep. That's not what he's saying here. He's not going into unlimited lack of sleep. Rather what he's saying is, I'm making a kainam that I'm not going to sleep tomorrow if I sleep today. Kainam on my eyes when I'm sleeping tomorrow if I sleep today. Ha'amrit kobi surim is dar. Now, what you see from over here is, it's a valid vow. You got to make sure not to, not, to, uh, not to transgress it. If it's a valid vow from our Mishnah, this is a question on Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi Yehuda, again, on the, on the bottom of Dafyud Dalid, is the one who says, if you make a nether which has to be fulfilled tomorrow, you already cannot uh, do the action, uh, cannot do the, the action today. So the Gemara says, we're, we're not talking about that case either. So the Gemara says, El Abshita, rather the case is, the Amar Kainam Enai Beshena Hayyayim Mishlam Bachar. The case is Mamish Rabbi Yehuda. I'm sorry, Ha'amakal Bisura Mizdar. Yeah, just be careful. So Gemara says, El Abshita, the Amar, there's not a proof against Rabbi Yehuda yet. Let's keep going. El Abshita, rather the case is the Amar Kainam Enai Beshena. A guy says, I have a Kainam on my eyes from sleeping. Hayyayim today, Mishlam Bachar, if I go to sleep tomorrow. This is the case of Rabbi Yehuda, all right? Now, the Lainiyam Hayyayim, if he doesn't sleep today, Kinayim Lamachar, so if he ends up sleeping tomorrow, he never transgressed anything because he never slept today. Again, I cannot sleep today if I sleep tomorrow. If he doesn't sleep today, can he sleep tomorrow? Yeah, there's no problem. Because you're, tomorrow you're not causing a transgression, a retroactive transgression. You didn't sleep today anyway. I only forbade sleeping now if I sleep tomorrow. If I don't sleep now, go sleep tomorrow. Okay? Elulav, rather the case must be Bidinoyim. He did sleep today. He slept on Sunday. On Sunday, he said, I'm forbidding sleep to myself today if I sleep tomorrow. And he went to sleep on Sunday. Okay. Now, if he sleeps tomorrow, he will have transgressed his word. Alma, Isay, Dinoyim, Utiyufta, Yehuda. You see that it's considered a valid vow if somebody sleeps today. It's still possible to transgress another by tomorrow, which Rabbi Yehuda argued with. So to Tiyufta, Rabbi Yehuda, Upsogon Rabbi Yehuda, to which the Gemara says, wrong. It's if he sleeps. Beautiful, right? So if he sleeps today, so then he's creating the vow, uh, then he's creating the nether for, for tomorrow. And therefore, all he needs to do, says Rabbi Yehuda, is don't sleep today. And if you don't sleep today, so then uh, I fit very well with the Mishnah. Because we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same opinion. He didn't sleep Sunday? Peseder. Go to sleep Monday. And the nether is chal. You just no iser to happen. There's no, there's no transgression to take place. Okay. So that's one approach. Ravina is going to give a simpler approach. Ravina is going to say, listen. This that we say, a retroactive nether doesn't work is Dairaisa. It Rabbana does. Ravina Amar Lailam Biktani. It's like a Mishnah taught... Yeah, is Why says Ravina a whole different a whole different avenue? Ravina says this that a nether only takes hold on something of substance is the iraisa. However, midrabanon it doesn't need to take hold on something of substance. Okay, midrabanon it doesn't take hold of something of substance. There's no issue. I'm sorry, midrabanon even if there's no substance, it takes hold. It takes hold. Okay, says Gemara. Is such a thing true? 
So the answer is in, yeah, Vahatani. And we learned to the Bible, the Varma Mutarim Vahirim Nagabam Isr, fascinating halacha. If there's something that's mutter, but people have a nohagubahem, they have a minhag ta'asarit. This is very important in the area of knowing the difference between halacha, minhag, chumra, etc., etc. If I go to a Hasidisha community, if I go to a Svardisha community, if I go to a community that has different, uh, different minhagim that I have, something which is completely mutter to me, completely mutter, it's usr, becomes usr on me to perform in front of them. Okay, you have to be no, you come in and In a small way, this is not the Emma's Dika thing, and this is not an exact thing, but, but to, to give an, an idea, Reb Maisha, when he was, when he was in his older, uh, older years, I forget which Rebbe There was a Rebbe that lived in his uh, In his building That we would make a minion for Marv And when Rav Maisha would join them When he wasn't able to make it to Yeshiva When he would join them He always put on a gartel When he davened put on a gartel. When he's davened the He put on a gartel A gartel He put on a gartel When he's davening with the chassidim yeah. so that, That's their minug That's their minug So it says that when it comes to minhagim as well, there's halacha, there's minhagim. So you're not let it be noig heter, that permissive, something that they said that their custom is to be usher. Shemra says Layakhaldvari. As it says Layakhaldvari. So you see from over here, but the Gemara is just simply proven is that even when there's something which is only midrabanan, okay, still there's gonna be by a drabanandik issue, we're still gonna there's still possible to have the transgression of Layakhaldvari. Same thing in our case as well. Our Mishnah says, a guy says, kainam that about my sleeping. We said, kainam about your sleeping? I don't understand. That's not a kainam. Answer is, you're right. Midaraisa is not a kainam. Midrabanan, it is going to be valid. Okay. And it's still called transgressing if you don't follow through. Of Okay. The Gemara just proved with this idea, you can transgress a Pasuk in the Torah by not following through on a Dirabanan. Or at least we call it a transgression of the Yachal Devar. Fine. Here we go. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah. Listen to this. Let me tell you this story before we read it inside. There's a Yid who says to his Rebetzin, we're going to say it's Hanukkah time. He says to his Rebetzin, from Hanukkah until Pesach, I'm forbidding you to benefit from me if between now and Sukkot you go to your father's house. Let me repeat the story. A fellow says to his Rebetzin, Hanukkah time, you may not benefit from me at all until Pesach, I'm forbidding any benefit on you to Pesach if you go to your parents' home anytime between now Hanukkah and Sukkot. How can he do that on somebody else to start with? Huh? Because it's his benefit. Yeah, but it's her. You cannot benefit. I, 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 he's putting the restriction on another person. Nachon, it's a great, great, great point. There's something that we were struggling with when I, when I was yeah, going through this. But the idea is, you can say if you have ownership over something and you have bilis over something... You can say, no, I'm forbidding you to ever benefit from my tie. Oh, okay. 
from benefiting from your phone, benefiting from your drink. But he from can't you. benefit yeah. him from having benefited someone else's phone. He can only forbid me from benefiting from you. So that's what the husband wants to do. He says to his wife, now we're assuming it's impossible for a spouse to not benefit in some way, shape, or form at least some point between Hanukkah and Pesach. At least if they're living in the same house. I was going to say. Okay? At least if they're living in the same house. So again, a husband says to his wife, I'm forbidding you to benefit between now and Pesach if you go to your parents' time before Sukkot. Now here's the issue. He has to clean the house himself. Here's the issue. The issue is, right? right? Clean your own house before Pesach. The issue is that what, what happens after Pesach? Because after Pesach, the forbidden period over. is over, but it's still latching, it's still within the period where she can't go to her father's house. And if she does retroactively, which is going to be an argument on her abuse. Okay, so that's how this is all gonna. That's how this is all gonna come together. So let's let's uh, learn this case inside. Tonight, Melam to the Mishnah, Shaat Nenesli Ad Pesach. I'm forbidding you, my wife, to benefit from me until Pesach. Imtelchi lebeisavicha Adachag. If you go to your father's house before Sukkis, the Chag. So here's what happened. Says the Mishnah, Halchalafnei Pesach. If she went to her father's house before Pesach. I.e., <laughs> there's a comedian out there who talks about spelling bees in school. So he says part of his shtick, part of his shtickle, he says, he, I always admired, when he said, when I was a kid, I always admired the kid who purposely got out right away. This way he doesn't need to stand up against the wall for three hours. Yeah? No? Spell cat? K-A-T, I'm out of here. Right? I'm out of here. I'm done. And then when he passed by, he would say, I know there's two T's in cat. That was always... Okay. <laughs> but that was... That's, uh, that, that's part of his shtickle. So what's the idea? He says to his wife, it's Hanukkah time. He says to his wife, I'm forbidding you from benefiting if you go to your father's house. You know what she says? K-A-T, I'm out here. She goes straight to her father's house. I'm not putting up with this for the next nine months. I'm sorry. You're not holding me hostage, right? So, <laughs> she goes right away. Yeah? So if she went right away to her father's house, what's going to be the halacha? Asura Pesach. She's usher to benefit to Pesach. Because she clearly went to her father's house. Now after Pesach, is she allowed to benefit? Yeah. Because he only forbade benefit until Pesach. She actually, she transgressed by benefiting, but she saved herself months and months and months of frustration. Okay. Now, if she went to her father's house before Pesach, Asura. So now she's not going to be allowed to benefit from her husband at all. But if she didn't go yet, then what's going to be the halacha? She's still going to be mutter to benefit. That's what we're going to assume. Kvaldik, kasha on Rabbi Yehuda. Beautiful. Amar Rabbi says, no, what it means is, if she went before Pesach, Asura v'laika, Asura means she cannot benefit and she got Malkus for it. She didn't go before Pesach, Asura ba'alma, then she's going to be usher, but she's not going to get Malkus. Says the Gemara, it's not possible. Ema Seifa, say the end of uh, say the end of the Mishnah, which says Achara Pesach after Pesach. Let's say what happens is she doesn't go before Pesach and she benefits from her husband. We're assuming she benefited. She went up after Pesach. She's like, you know what? I can only put up with it for so long. I'm going back to my parents. I, I have to go visit my dad. All right. So what happens if she goes after Pesach? Then it seems, 
she has transgressed al yachel davar. She's transgressed uh, the the vow. <coughs> now says the Gemara v'idaloi, but by yachel davar v'idaloi is hani lefnei pesach. And if she does not go, but if she not get any benefit from him before pesach, mi ika bal yachel is there going to be considered a a uh, transgression? Of layachel devare alapshita? No, of course the case is the isani. Yeah, if we're going to say that there is a transgression over here, we're dealing with her. She went. She had to have went, and therefore she's in the parsha of layachel devare on the neder. And we see it is an issue. So alma mishani. We see that she is permitted to get hana from her husband before Pesach, and we're not concerned that maybe after Pesach she'll go. What are you going to say to a woman like this? In other words, like this. Let's, let's explain. Rabbi Yehuda says, if you're not sure about whether or not you're going to be able to follow through on a nether, you can't benefit. Fine. But here's the problem. In our case, a husband says to a wife, you cannot benefit from any alto Pesach. If you go to your father's house between now and Sukkot. After Pesach, after Pesach, if she goes to her father's house, it seems the previous retroactive benefit was a problem, was usher. And this is top of Omer Beis to Yuftad Rabbi Huda. This is an upslug on Rabbi Huda, because Rabbi Huda disagreed with this approach of retroactive. Kikatani says, Gemara, no, Kikatani, when are we talking about? That uh, if she went to her father's house after Pesach, she will have transgressed layachel. That is the Iyasani hareza bal yachel devare. If she got benefit um, before Pesach, then it's an automatic transgression. Okay, but it's not that it's impossible. That's the main idea. Let's say she wouldn't have benefited. What does she do? She moves out. She moves out of the house. As soon as her husband says that, I'm out of here. She moves out from Hanukkah to Pesach. So she did not benefit at all. So now, she could go to her father's house. There's no problem. It's a valid neder, which is a kasha on Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? I'm sorry, which, wasn't, which is not a kasha on Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? It's, it's only an if. Fine. Bottom line is, we have two challenges in Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda wiggled out of both. Let's keep going. Tonight, noch a mission. So now we learned in a meyishna second line. Shaat na neisli adacha gimtel chile beisavicha ada pesach. If somebody says to his wife, "Kainam of getting hana until Sukkis," if you go to your house, go to your father's house before Pesach. So, you know, basically, is seems like a similar story, but change the umtayv. All right. So hochal of Pesach yishem before Pesach asura bano adacha. Until Sukkot, and then she can go to her father's house after Pesach. If she went, Asura problem. She didn't go. It's a valid nether. No, even if she didn't go, she's got to be Asura to, to, to get Hanoah to benefit from her husband. Why? Because if she went, Asura would like it. Same answer we gave before. Okay. They said one second. Challenging, a challenging question. Kikarzu alai hayayim im elich lemakam plani lemachar achal hareza bebalyelich. So, if a person says, "I'm, not, um, I'm, it's also for me to eat bread," if I go t- 
to the baseball game tomorrow. Okay? Also, if you eat bread today, this bread is also be today, they go to a baseball game tomorrow. He eats the bread, he can't go to the game tomorrow. Okay? Now, which seems to be that even though it's dependent on what happens tomorrow, right now, you can have a retroactive violation. Okay? Now, what happens if I don't go tomorrow? Can I eat? Can I eat the, the challah? Yeah. So it seems we're not concerned. It's a valid vow. Kasha Nerbuda. It's a valid vow. You're just not allowed to do it. You don't want to go to the game. Says the Gemara, Mika Yechel. Does it say that he's allowed to eat? No. Ella, it says, Achal Katani. It says, he ate. Meaning, if he ate, then he has to make sure not to go. But if he didn't eat the bread, if he did, um, but if uh, but if he didn't eat the bread yet, it's us to eat the bread. Okay, and that's why Behuda is going to wiggle out. Says Gemara, one second. Halach, if let's say the guy goes to the baseball game the next day, So now he's putting himself in the parsha of. See, he ate the bread on Sunday, and he said, it's forbidden for me to eat the bread if I go to the game tomorrow. He ate the bread today. So he's going to end up transgressing. If he goes to the game tomorrow, he'll have transgressed. Which means, Mahalich, which means he should go. It seems to be not. The Kasha of Yehuda. And we have another Kasha on Rav Yehuda, again, because we see that it's a valid stipulation. Omar Lach, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda is going to say, who had then the lesney the uh, lesnehe mahalach. Really, we're dealing with the case of the lesnehe mahalach, where it, all, all we're saying is that he could go. It's not that he he's not allowed to go. He could not that he should go. Or he could go. He's allowed. I tani reisha achal to lay misani lay achal tani sefer halach. Yeah, the the mishnah is and the brice. I'm sorry, is keeping uh, consistent uh, is keeping consistent wording. Okay, three kashas, three challenges on Rabbi Yehuda. Two from a mishnah, one from a brisa. In all three cases, Rebuta wiggled out and said that you're not having the full understanding of the Mishnah, you don't have the full understanding of the Brisa. My halacha um, of, of saying that these, these Nidorim aren't going to be valid, still may, I still may be correct. You have no challenge on me. Okay. Back to our Mishnah. I'm Alisha. Somebody says to his wife, He says to his wife, about having Tashmish. Having relations with you, so um, he uh, if he does have relations, he will have transgressed layachal devar. Says the Gemara, a husband's obligated to have relations with his wife. Okay, he's obligated to. That's his chiv. Attention, affection, appreciation, right? The triple A, along with uh, clothing and food. So, what right do you have? Even after he has his two children, absolutely. Yeah, the, of course. The mitzvah yeah. of Aina has nothing to... It never stops. The mitzvah of Aina has... The mitzvah of Aina has... There's a number... There's four primary reasons you'll find throughout Chazal um, why there's a mitzvah of Aina. One is riboy of Achla. One is obviously for children. One is a tak, what's called takonas havlad. Which is that even once a woman's pregnant, it's it's uh, it's allows the child to become more robust, uh, um, uh, a healthier child. Takanas uh, of Vlad, 
Periyavarivya, and the fourth one. There you go, see? Um, I'll tell you at the end. There's, there's, there's another reason. There's, there's a fourth one. Yeah, doesn't do with children. Don't do with children. No, no. All right, Viter. Viter, says the Gemara. You can't make a, a Isra on the rise. He says the Hano, the benefit of Tashmish is upon me. And over here, what he's saying is, is I'm I'm uh, I'm willing to not have the benefit, to the, the pleasure within the Tashmish. Okay, so he could forbid the the benefits and the pleasure of himself uh, through through Tashmish. The Amr of Kahana, of Kahana says Tashmishi alai. If a woman says that to in, to um, to enjoy relations with me, I'm forbidding that pleasure on you. We say tough luck. Why Because this is uh, part of being married. She can't tell him to not have pleasure when that's his own personal rights and, and decision. But if she says your the the pleasure is forbidden for me. When I when uh, I have relations with you, then also she could do it. She could forbid her own pleasure, her own benefit. Because he's not let to feed somebody something which is forbidden. Well, what, what's going to happen over there is says the Gemara, like, very good. So what's going to happen there is going to be Asr and Tashmish. Since she phrased it in a way where she asserted something which she has control over to her own personal benefit, so now we're going to say to the husband, okay, you can't have Tashmish her. I, what do you mean, son? Yeah, but you're not allowed to feed somebody something that's also for them. If somebody says it's also for me to benefit from cookies, you're not allowed to feed them cookies. Wait, wait a second. He says, I, 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 I make whatever it is, the name whatever it is, that, I'm not eat, that, that I can't eat any food at all. We can't let them die, can we? No. So it's the same thing with Tashmish. Okay, but that's, no, that's a kind of stuff. It's different. Is different, but somebody could could forbid a, a specific food. If you hear somebody make a no, neder, if somebody take a vow, they take a vow and they say, "I'm not drinking coke." You can't feed them coke. Says, I, I'm, I, as I long as it was a valid neder. I can't have hanoia from any food. Okay. So, so, so uh, hook them up to an IV. So no, can, <laughs> no so you'll you give them food. My house and you my wife's food. As long as obviously not a. <laughs> All right, forget it. No, All right, Clark. I have openings. Here we go. Today to yeah. Take it. Counseling. Take it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's go to the Mishnah. Get down to the bottom of the daf, and then we will restart this Mishnah tomorrow. Here we go. Zok the Mishnah. What's a Does a Shvua need to be on a shua that I'm not going to sleep. She'eni medaber. I'm not going to. I'm not going to speak. She'eni malach. I'm not going to walk. Aser. Okay, you can't do it. Why? Got to follow through on your word. Ah, there's nothing of substance. Doesn't matter. You took an oath. Carbon layechalacha. It's a valid oath because an oath grabs hold. Yeah, it's valid. It yeah, have to be on something. because only a vow has to be on something of substance. An oath, a shvua, doesn't need substance. It could be on anything. Okay, 
sleep, walk, speech, fine, even though substance, it's a, it's, it's a valid oath. You're going to have to follow through on it. Karbon If a person says to somebody else, Karbon, I'm not going to eat from you. Now, carbon remember, is an expression of forbidding, of forbidding something. I'm making it like a carbon. So I'm making your food like a carbon. Or he says, Ha carbon sha'ichalacha. Ha carbon sha'ichalacha. Good. We discussed that already. Which, which poor state of Shlom you're going. La carbon. Or he says, La carbon la'ichalacha. In all these cases, ready for this? Mutter. Mutter. It's still permitted. This is not a shvuah. It's not a shua. Why not? Why not? Because ha, remember, is not a valid. It's not. It's not a valid expression. Okay, that's by ha. What about like carbon? What about like carbon? So the association is going to be a problem. So you're not associating it it's with, like a with anything. So we'll get on to it. Bezham, we'll hold it here. Bezham, we'll get on to it. We'll chazur the Mishnah and Bezham tomorrow. It's a very, it's a short Gemara in the Shmishto. We'll get into, uh, we'll, we'll take it through a little slower. Get through the nitty of gritty. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. What are we, Wednesday night? All right, best time tomorrow night. Um, same time, 5.20 p.m. Same back channel. Yep, from Yerushalayim, best of Get the Nacht, everybody. Yep, all the best.